Welcome to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Scientific Healing, a fusion of modern science and ancient healing arts, empowers you to take charge of your life to get healthy no matter what your doctor says. Discover how you can manage your own energy to improve your health, vitality, and prosperity from Anastasia and her guests. Are you ready to live your best and most energized life ever? Here's your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Scientific Healing Radio, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. I know the power of vibrational healing, which is combining physics with ancient healing arts to develop my own system. It has produced what many would call medical miracles for hundreds and hundreds of people. Discover how you can protect your energy when working with others as a healer or coach with Safe Healing at scientifichealer.com. Today, I'm very pleased to have my friend Claudia Thompson as my special guest. Claudia and I met about a year ago at this really amazing event. When I heard her speak at this conference, she shared a wealth of calm wisdom, and I'm bringing her here today to share some of that with you. Claudia is amazingly diverse in her activities. This includes an earlier career as a makeup and hairstylist for television, for which she won an Emmy. And if you go onto her internet movie database profile, you can see before she moved into what she's doing now, she was really busy in makeup and hair. She hosted her own radio show called Star Talk and is a prolific writer, both of books and has appeared in magazines and then also on television programs to talk about what she calls lunar astrology. She looked to the stars for guidance for 25 years, but discovered it's really the waxing and waning of moon cycles that exert the most profound influence. Indeed, scientifically, the moon influences the tides, and since we are 70% water, it must also influence life itself. Statistically, more babies are born on full moons, as my daughter was, and when I worked as a telephone operator, our busiest nights with the most bizarre incidences happened on full moons. In fact, we would talk to each other and we'd get weirdo calls and we'd say, wow, it must be a full moon. And we'd look out and yeah, indeed it was. So this is also a well-known phenomenon that's often written about. That's what, why they call them lunatics, right? I can't wait to have Claudia fill us in on how we may benefit from following the moon cycle and what this might mean for you. Mind you, this isn't astrology in the traditional sense. It's truly the influence of the moon's gravity and additional light from the full moon. Have you ever noticed that by the night of the full moon, you have a very distinct shadow on the ground? Let's learn from Claudia what influenced this huge transition from her earlier careers to this one. Let's let Claudia tell her story herself. Welcome to the show, Claudia. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Anna. I'm so delighted to be here and share my passion for the moon with you listeners. Yeah, it's like, you know, when I when I was first hearing it, I go, you know, I kind of closed my mind off thinking, oh, another astrologer, even though I'm open to it, to me, it's so complicated. And I like I read it and I go, I don't get it. But when you started talking, I thought, wow, this is really interesting. I want to learn more about it, which is why I have you here today. 
And I know that you help people to healthy, successful living. That's a real up, upbeat statement, really uplifting. Could you share with the listeners what your life as a makeup artist and hair designer was like and what prompted you to move away from that life to what you do now? The movie industry um, is the industry of magic, and that's one of the links to the moon because I feel that they both bring magic into your life. But I was working a very, very heavy schedule, and I found that I had become a human doing, and I needed time to be a human being. I wanted more balance in my life. I wanted to reintroduce the magic, and I wanted to know what it was, what a, a really all-around healthy, wealthy life meant for me. A lot of things converged. I, I won the Emmy. I kind of walked away at the top of my game, as some would say. And my mother passed away, which actually formed some of informed my decision to work with the moon in some ways. And it was just a time of big life transition. So I left uh, Los Angeles, and I moved to a small town on the coast in Northern California near San Francisco and started to explore the things that I just spoke about. And it guided me, I, and I found after I was saying to you earlier, this is actually my 50th anniversary, I was studying astrology, took my first course with my mother, who was a psychologist when I was uh, first in college. And I find I found that the moon was actually the, the, the doorway to that balance that I sought. Wow, that's uh, really amazing. In fact, I, I'm sure you got caught up in a lot of the complications of astrology and then discovered how how strong the moon influence was. I mean, if you just look at how the tides can change so much, and especially when the sun, you know, the sun and the moon are lined up, like really tightly across the earth, how the tides can get really huge. And we yeah. are so much water that it's bound to affect us. Yeah, we're micro-oceans, actually. If, if we were not divinely designed to have the type of hearing that we do, we would be hearing ourselves sloshing all the time. <laughs> we are micro-oceans. And I, and I always did I always the charts of, uh, of the actors and celebrities that I worked with. That was, that was my behind-the-scenes passion. But the moon gave it a whole different context and made it practical. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would love to hear how those relationships went. I, I One of my current clients is a makeup artist, and she works with A-list stars, and she's really interesting. So, um, so could you describe in your own words what makes moon astrology so different from a traditional astrology? We have to go past the moon to get to the rest of the universe, right? Exactly. So it's really it's the first order of business. And yet, we live in a very solar-oriented culture that encourages us to go, go, go until you burn out. And so when you look at, at the moon, there are what I call eight keys to transformation in each 29-day lunar cycle. And it turns out that when you study the planetary movements, they also fall into these phases, although the timing is different. You know, each planet has a cycle like that in two and a half years, so the phases fit in differently. But lunar astrology begins with the basis of these eight phases, and then the 12 signs of the zodiac, the moon moves through all 12 signs in, in uh, any given cycle in 27 and a half days. So when you start to work, with these rhythms, there's just a natural understanding for most people of this. 
I'll find that clients a lot of times are like, oh, yes, oh, I noticed that. And as you mentioned earlier, the full moon, people, people have a relationship with the moon. A lot of times they just don't understand that actually that relationship between the sun and the moon and the earth, to put it very simply, is what creates all the growth that we see in, in the natural world. Uh, navigators on the ocean have used the moon for a long, long time to, to, to find their way and, and chart their way. So I, to me, if, if we could harness these energies in our own lives in a practical way, then we would be able to manifest on time. We'd be able to set our intentions deliberately, live more deliberately. And for me, health is wealth. And the moon really guides you to live with more balance and harmony, as there are two main modes of energy ebb and flow, waxing and waning in terms of the moon. And I also came to realize that all the planetary energies are transduced or flowed through the moon in any given cycle. And so they are also there for you to use. So it really simplifies the language and increases our ability to grasp the rhythms that we've moved to since conception and how to use them in our own lives and how to live with more joy, harmony, balance, and not burn out. Yes, that's a really huge problem. This is a really huge uh, issue for so many people, especially people that are wanting to break away from corporate America, which also runs you into the ground, or even people that are professors or working in medicine. They are uh, amongst some of the most overworked people. And this, this balance is really, you know, we're just sort of touching on it, like dipping our, our big toe in the water, but we're really not embracing it as a lifestyle. And as the current um, medical situation is that um, this year or this decade, our lifespan, average lifespan in the U.S. has shortened. Uh, as opposed yeah. to earlier years. I remember in 1960, it was something like 60 or 65 years. And now for the U.S., it's 78.3 years. And we happen to be like 39th on the list, like 39th behind a lot of um, third world countries. So, um, you know, medical care, and we pay double in medical care what other industrial nations uh, pay so where is all that money going and why are we not better? It's a lot of it is not having that, that kind of balance. So what, so we talked about the moon cycle, you know, we have the waxing and the waning moon. So give us that little bit of wisdom that you talked about um, when I heard you speak about how these moon cycles affect us and why we would need to pay attention. Within the 29-day cycle that I mentioned, you have those two modes of energy. So from new to full, light equals energy. And from the, the new moon is in the depth of the dark for the first couple of days. As a matter of fact, we had a new moon at 5.16 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time yesterday. And so uh, a cycle was ignited. And you set your intentions as close to the time of a new moon as possible. And so the game begins, and the light begins to grow. And as the light begins to grow, the energy ramps up. Then you have the new moon, which corresponds to the seed that you plant. And then at the crescent phase, two, uh, three and a half days later, if there's three and a half days to a phase, it takes two and a half days for the moon to move approximately to each sign of the zodiac. So... In the second phase, in the crescent phase, you have the sprout. That intention is reaching its head, metaphorically speaking, above the ground, reaching for the light, 
to manifest, and yet it can feel the struggle to move away from the roots of the past. So that's just when you mobilize your resources to move in a forward direction, and you also get an opportunity to target those old habits and patterns, and the moon is all about habits and subconscious patterns so that you can move forward. And then comes the first quarter, and a week in the cycle has passed. In the first quarter is that half moon, and in our hemisphere, the half is it's, it's beginning to fill in from right to left, and at that point, you have to take action. And it's, it's a time that's denoted as a crisis in action. Now, crisis to me means turning point, opportunity. And the reason being that you have half of, the, uh, half of the waxing part, the outward active growing building part of the cycle has passed by. So you want to take action on those intentions because the waning, the diminution of the light will begin with the full moon. So you take action to build metaphorically the leaf and stems, that, that which supports the growth of that intention. Three and a half days later comes what's called the gibbous phase. And that is when you have the bud, the tightly closed bud, uh, represented by that intention. And at that point, I call it the pressure cooker phase. And you, know, you talked about this as far as the birthing of babies. I found when I was in Boston um, with my husband at, at the, uh, the Harvard complex, one of the nurses told me that during the gibbous phase, when they put on more doctors and fire departments, police stations, all do this at the time of this buildup, those three and a half days prior to the full moon, because the, the tides of the oceans begin to be more dramatic, and so does the blood, the lymph, the water in your own body. Now, I've always believed that if everybody knew how to use the system, that they would use this energy creatively and positively and avoid some of these things. And so this pressure buildup creates all kinds of mayhem, as you've witnessed. Yes. And also it can be a time of birthing, launching. So if you're, let's say you're building a, a, a business, you have an intention business-wise, and, and you build on it, the full moon is a great time to launch. But you may find that that time right up until the full moon is fraught with all kinds of, of, of complications. And so you, at that point, look at what's really aligned with that intention you set, and you cut away the rest so that you are using your energy efficiently and you're able to polish your progress. And then at the full moon, that metaphorical butt opens, and you see if the rose brilliant and beautiful and smells wonderful, or is it anemic and stinky, or is it a combination of both? The full moon, because the sun and the moon are exactly opposite at that peak moment, and the moon has no light of its own. It's all solar energy reflected. So at that point, you uh, you go into reflection. You you see you, yes. you see what you've manifested, and yes, and, and I'd you, I'd like you, to add here that the the beauty of this also is that it teaches you patience because you know there's always there's a time and a place for everything so when you have an idea you don't need to jump into it whole hog right away you know you allow it to grow and to blossom and in its because it happens in its own time and that that's the mistake that this society makes is i want it yesterday kind of idea when Really, everything needs to ripen and happen in its own time. So it allows you to calm down and slow down and take it one step at a yeah. time. So that's what's really, really beautiful about it. So, yes. Mm -hmm. And then you go into the disseminating phase, which is mm -hmm. the fruit that follows the flower. You take a bite, how'd I do? And the last quarter, you shift your consciousness. You see if the consciousness is aligned with where you wanted to go or where you got off track. And that's when uh, the, uh, the, the, 
what you formed is decomposing. And in the balsamic phase, which is two days into the, in the three and a half days in that phase, two of those days, you're in the depth of the dark. And light equaling energy, there's really a lack of energy. And it's a time when I find a lot of my clients get tuned into the fact that they need to sleep more during that time. They need to meditate more. And it's absolutely not the time to begin anything. It's the time to glean the wisdom and reflect and regenerate so that you're ready for the next outward thrust. Well, and it gets, and then. Yeah. And so, so then, so then what's really awesome about that, uh, you know, that part about, you know, taking time to reflect and to, to, to do that is that every process is iterative. Like the, no one, no one ever increased, like if you have a business, no one ever increased their income in a straight line. If you're in a health process and you're, you're, you're wanting to shed some a, a extra fat, it never sheds in a straight line. It always goes in a jagged process. So everything has a cycle and the cycle is always natural. So this is a really, you know, beautiful, um, way to think about whatever it is that you're doing is that you know that there's a natural cycle to it and not worry that you have a small downward jag but the plot the overall direction of things and I guess the other thing is that when you were saying about um, that you're watching how whatever it is that you blossom as it grows in that beginning phase is that um, instead of going down a whole bunch of rabbit holes and chasing shiny ob objects, you're just focusing on that one thing and seeing how it blossoms. And, you know, fo like as, as one of our friends says, focus equals one, right? So whatever you focus uh -huh. on will help and, and create that new thing, right? Right. Awesome. Right. Well, and, and it, let's say we all know the, the idea of New Year's resolutions. Right, we make all these resolutions. We do. Goal, and but then the new year takes off, and we become overwhelmed because there are certain things we need to let go of, and it's a more complicated process. And so we can feel like we're getting off track. However, in the system that I developed, every cycle has a theme and energy, and so you follow the theme of that cycle, and you work with that, and bite by bite, bit by bit, you get it done. And I always say the moon makes it bite sized. <laughs> so it's exactly what you just said. It enables you to, to breathe through life and be more present because that's the only place that life occurs, of course, is in the present moment. Yeah, and I, I so, also like that idea of that the, the moon is reflected sunlight, the brightness of the moon. So I thought I'd look it up to see how much of the sunlight is reflected. So from daytime, bright daytime, to, to a bright full moon, it's one four hundred thousand. So it means that yeah. one moonlight, one unit of moonlight, you need four hundred thousand of that to equal one unit of sunlight. So I, I think that's amazing that still you can see that much during a full moon at night. Like I can't sleep if the moon's shining in my window. It's just too bright, right? right? Well, and, and we all have that relationship with the moon because it's internal. It's there with those body fluids, you know. But also, well, what you just said, if you look at it from a little bit of a more esoteric angle, we cannot, you know, if the sun represents spirit in astrological terms, so we can't look at the sun fully. 
we will burn our retina so fast, we just can't do it. However, the moon takes that solar promise that's ignited with each new moon in that particular complexion of energy represented by the sign that new moon occurs in. And it reflects it in a way that we can unfold that solar promise, that energy over 29 days in a way that's very manageable for us humans here on Earth. So it's a real divine gift. It's a real structure. It's structured so amazingly. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So after the break, we'll talk more about what happens when someone experiences your work and exactly what you do to help them. So I want to remind all of our listeners that you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis, and today my very special guest is Claudia Thompson. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process and show how it can work for you. According to the MetLife Foundation, people over 55 dread getting Alzheimer's disease more than any other. Yes, loss of your memories and who you are. The statistics are staggering. One in eight get some form of dementia or Alzheimer's over this age of 55, while one out of three at age 85 shows significant symptoms. Until recently, it wasn't believed that you could repair, heal, or grow new brain neurons. But now research shows how amazing the neuroplasticity is in your brain. While good nutrition, sleep habits, and exercise play a large role in helping you keep your mind intact, you can now re-energize your brain with a powerful new program that wakes up your brain and promotes deep neural healing. I have watched what others have called hopeless cases come out of comas and dementia and improve dramatically in a short period of time, much to their doctor's total surprise. Comments I hear often are doctors saying, I've never seen anything like this. You can get the same brain healing in a program that you can use over and over again to heal your brain and brain glands and keep them energized. You can live your best life ever with your memory fully intact. Is it your brain worth a small investment? Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to find out more. That's go to scientifichealer.com forward slash brain to learn how. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. You can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes for opening up your intuition and inner guidance system. Go to scientifichealer.com to download your tips on how to protect your energy when working or dealing or even enjoying others. Before the break, we were talking to Claudia Thompson. She calls herself a moon astrologer, but she's so much more. She helps people achieve balance and harmony in their lives. I'm sure you're interested in hearing more. Let's continue this conversation. So welcome back, Claudia. I'm really excited to learn what it is that you do with people. Like if when someone first contacts you and uh, what when and when someone experiences your work, what would be the before and after? Well, thank you. There are there are a lot of uh, of points in one's chart, in one's life, that aren't looked at 
with normal astrology, with regular astrology. And I mentioned that to me, health is wealth. So one of the first things that I look at are the health points in the chart. The sun representing your points of vitality, the moon representing how you perceived nurturing and security from conception on and so how that works in your life. This is really valuable, of course, not only in health, but in understanding and relationships, because if you understand someone else's needs and style of nurturing, it's easier to have compassion for them and, and live, live in good relationship. So I ask, I, I ask someone, first of all, why they came to me, what's up for them, and then we proceed from there. I run the chart. There are positions that I look at other than this, such as the nodes of the moon, which are not uh, planets, but they are points on the ecliptic of the moon that describe where you came from, so to speak, the gifts and challenges that you bring with you, and your point of bliss or your destiny in this lifetime. I look at the phase you were born into. I describe the phases, and each of us was born into one of these phases. And it really gives us deeper insight and understanding into how we're motivated and how we can use that motivation. And then the planets are factor into it. But um, I don't throw a lot of astrologies at people. I make it, I put it in simple, practical language. And I also guide you to your own personal PowerPoints when your own personal new moon happens and what that means for you and how to navigate your daily life. What are the habits and patterns that would benefit you? What are the ones that you'd like to move through? What are the areas that you're most concerned with? It may be business. It may be a relationship. It may be lifestyle or home. But whatever it is, I apply these principles so that you're able to navigate with more ease and grace and it really is the right timing for everything because this is the oldest calendar, the most unerring calendar in the world. The calendar that we currently dance to or work to is uh, was developed in 400 AD in Rome, which is also a very economically based culture. And we have a leap year once every four years. So when you start factoring the lunar calendar into your life, you have this true insider information and that's one of the things that I impart to people. Also how they can use each lunar cycle for their own maximum growth and move toward their particular goals and dreams so that they unfold their vision with the right timing for everything. Um, That actually to me when you were saying when you were describing all of this that sounds a lot to me like how a lot of the ancient Chinese wisdom is actually then coming into our awareness that a lot of that has a scientific basis. Like for the longest time, a lot of doctors in the U.S., conventional Western medicine, poo-pooed the idea of acupuncture because there isn't a structure in the body, but then later more sophisticated experiments revealed that all of our receptors line along these, these meridians in the body and that by putting the needle in certain points, it released the memories and it released the, the stuff that was stuck on those particular nexi, the acupuncture points. Yeah. So more and more science is proving it. And it just seems to me that this is something that uh, is almost like a subculture. It's not in mainstream, quote unquote, science. But my guess is just from that this, what you've been talking about because it gives us a rhythm and a, a way to approach things and has a lot of wisdom in it 
that sooner or and sooner or later that there is going to be a lot of scientific evidence that shows this to be true. I mean, we already know that the percentage of babies born on the full moon is is much higher than in, on any other day of the the month. I mean, my daughter was right. My daughter was was a few days early. Uh, and she was my first baby, and that full moon was rising when I was driving into the hospital. It was like, you know, big as all get out. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in India, in, 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 so in India, they actually uh, have women's groups. They guide women to birth at a particular time in accordance with the moon. You know, if, if anyone who tracks their own uh, menstrual monthly cycle. Uh, if you know if, if it's healthy, oftentimes it's right on on target, twenty eight to twenty nine days. Yes, that's so this that's is true. The cycle of creation, and you can tap into it. That's the exciting thing. You can actually harness this in your own life rather than feeling like you're living willy nilly. And I, when you were talking about uh, the Chinese system, of course, that's been around for thousands of years. Yes. And I was just reading something last night. I was looking for some um, medical um, alternative information. And it was it was uh, talking about the comparison of um, the correlation of Chinese medicine and the meridians to particular signs of the zodiac and the organs and systems and air, parts of the body that are under their ages. Yeah, so, so it's... We're, you know, we'll get there. We'll get yes, there. Yes, I think so. And I, what I, I think that, you know, I'm just thinking about it, that the biggest lesson for people is to actually pace themselves because there is a natural cycle and we all know it. Just like when you were talking about menstrual cycles, we all have them. And even after, yeah. I mean, both of us are, are well past our age for, for having those, but we still have cycles. Yeah, wise blood. <laughs> Yes, it it, it it really does. And so let's just do some a couple of key tips for getting our listeners to moving towards more harmony with nature and the cycles of the moon. Like what what couple of key tips can you give us um, in the last your remaining minutes of this interview? Well, when there's a new moon, set your intention. And the way that you set an intention is to state it in the present moment. Move inwardly, you move inward and visualize what you'd like to create, how that would look. And then um, I have a process that I teach called feelization, because when you marry the feeling with the thought, then you're really, then you're boogieing, then you're on target. So then you use all your senses, and this current moon cycle began with the moon and sun in Taurus. So that rules the five senses, so it really reminds you to bring all of your senses to bear as you feel what it would feel like to have that intention manifest right now. And so you don't set too many intentions. Choose up to maybe five to seven areas of life at the most. I recommend starting with three and set really concise, clear, simple intentions. This is not a to-do list. It's an intention. And so use the words, I am, now, and what you're creating. And then do your process when you visualize it, you think it, visualize it, and then you feel it. And you feel it activate, vibrate with every cell in your body until you feel joy. Joy at the fact that it's manifested right now. And notice anything that comes up, and if something comes up, I call a dream stealer. Exhale and let a sound come out as you exhale. And then at, at, you can just, you don't have to bite off all eight phases, although you can follow me on Facebook and I do go through the phases. And also, if you message me, I will send you a, um, a template 
for the keywords for the different stages so you can follow them. But just start with the new in the full or the new first quarter, full and last quarter. At the full moon, you check in to see how it's manifested. And, and journaling is very powerful and it's doable because instead of having to journal every day, if that's too much, if you journal every three and a half to seven days, you'll begin keeping track of your progress. So at the full moon, I say that the new moons are made for setting intentions, and the full moon is for making a wish. So at the full moon, you see what you've manifested, and you make a wish. Again, a simple, concisely stated uh, sentence, and then you move inward, and you feel, you visualize it, and feel that it would feel like to have that manifest right now. And you breathe out the dream stealers. I usually use a post-it note for this because after you've done this, then you can burn a little piece of paper. As human beings, we love ritual. And as you see the smoke rise, know that all that is manifesting right now is just going right up to the heavens and that it's manifested right now. Another wonderful thing to do is to put some pieces of paper out, blank paper, under the full moon and get them charged and then just put them away. And then at the new moon, you write your intentions on those pieces of paper, remembering to include a bite of that wish that you made. And um, I mean, I've had people work through relationships, work through um, all sorts of things, just beginning simply with the moon. Yes, I, and, um, and I have to say that all of those techniques are extremely powerful. They're some of the ones that I use myself, and I also teach my students oh, and my clients. And it's not, but now I will follow the moon. I usually use significant days like my birthday and New Year's and Easter. And I sit down and I make um, my intention for the year, a list of 10 things. And, uh, but the other, the other, the ritual ideas are, are really awesome. And another tip is for, for, um, before doing any of that is to straighten the spine to help the energy flow through the body and take some nice deep breaths and fill yourself, you know, all the way down to your toes and down to your fingers and then exhale out all that you don't want. And then start to make your intentions and wishes and write them down in journal. And these are these are really powerful techniques. Um, some of them like medit it's almost a meditative technique and meditations, uh, I have like five different ways that meditation can actually really elevate your life. And one of them is to get in that state that I just mentioned and then do the journaling, like you mentioned And the journal, my journaling, you can either have it targeted or free flow. So targeted, like I would say, what is mine to know? And it's an active imagination process that was started by one of the early psychologists like Freud or Jung. I don't remember which one. And it works really well because your subconscious answers you. <laughs> and journaling, actually, it's instant manifestation. Yes. When you write something, you've, you've made it concrete. Yes. And, and then, then the, the last thing that I wanted to mention is feeling into it. Emotion is so powerful. Like when you are in that joyful, happy, um, you know, enlightened state, this is where things really start to happen. I notice that when I, the more joyful I am, the more things like really magical things start to happen. So this was a really good yeah. reminder for people to remember to laugh and yeah. be joyful, right? 
Yeah, well, and it's the, they say it's the clearest evidence of the presence of spirit, and that's that pure creative energy. Well, yeah. if you hear spirit like I hear spirit, they're always back there making a bunch of jokes. I know. <laughs> and, that, and actually, that's what pays the road for them is that joy. Yes, and, and they're and they're like always, funny. and they're poking fun at us. Boy, those people are taking themselves so seriously. Just wait till they I get know, to the right? other side. <laughs> yeah, they want to play. They want us to play. Exactly. You know, these uh, phases that I mentioned also apply to the year. You've got the solstices and all these other wonderful times to celebrate, and those all correlate to the same phases as the moon. Yes, so exactly. Tapping into this, your life becomes more magical, and joy becomes more of an everyday occurrence. Yes, and that goes along with the nutation of the earth, or the way you know, as we, uh, or the revolution around the sun. And there's also nutation, which is it like a top spinning in circles. So we have a lot of motions of near heavenly bodies that influence like this, like us in really great ways, like me, great meaning large, huge, and influential. Right. So I well, am. Yeah, so I, I I hate to cut this short because this has really been a fun conversation. Oh, well, you, you know, as you can tell, there's there's so much more. I know I just talked to a friend of mine this morning because you had asked, you know, about results, and she was telling me how her after forty years of marriage, she finally understands her husband's needs and why they're so different. So yes, it just goes on and on, and it's it's just for me, it's just such a joy and I just so appreciate you giving me an opportunity to share with your wonderful listeners Anastasia. Oh thank you so much for being here and I want people to connect with you and I know you don't have a website so I've created a page (laughs) called yes called scientific you don't need one scientifichealingradio.com forward slash moon like the heavenly body moon scientifichealingradio.com moon so thank you so much claudia for being here i'm so excited to to um launch this radio show and help uh, other people understand how it might not be astrology but there is a wisdom in the universe and a wisdom in the cycles that we really need to pay attention to right yes awesome so we can stay healthy and be truly wealthy. Right? Yes, and do it <laughs> with lots night. of joy, peace, and uh, great connections and wealth. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. We don't have to be spiritual and poor. We can be wealthy because we can spread the wealth to all those in need. And that's my I know my message really. So thank what a you. Great concept. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Scientific Healing and for our wonderful, wonderful guest, Claudia Thompson. And again, you can connect with her at scientifichealingradio.com forward slash moon. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com and sign up for your free tips for protecting your energy when you are healing or working with your clients and also for the upcoming five-day relationship challenge to re-inspire, reinvigorate, and juice up all your relationships and even help you get over your past ones. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. 
Join us again next week for more expert guidance and practical tools to energize your life. Now take a deep breath and release it slowly before you go about your day.